Travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Well, 2020 sure wasn't a great year for international travel, and 2021 looks like it likely won't be much better. We've generally avoided talking about COVID-19 on Talk Travel Asia, but we're not going to let it stop us entirely from traveling and aim to look at the bright side of things as much as possible. On this episode, we'll share where we hope to visit regionally if international travel doesn't open up, and a few spots outside of the countries we're currently living in should borders open a wee bit more this year too. Chin up, sunglasses on, let's dream and plan travel we're likely to pull off this year. From Bangkok, Thailand, I'm Scott, and who's going to chat with me today? Hey, Scott. I liked your intro there. Yeah, this is Trevor Ranges in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. As usual, we've both been stuck pretty much in our respective countries here for uh, just about a year now. Um, it's kind of crazy that uh, it has been a year, yeah? Because you and I were just talking about recently how I was in Bangkok basically a year ago today. I started right. the year. Uh, I started the year January in Hawaii, actually, and then when I flew okay. back to Cambodia last January, I was hosting some VIP guests. I did like a helicopter flight around the Angkor temples, and then I was supposed to go to a travel summit in Germany, and I was supposed to go to to a travel thing in London, and I was going to see Rage Against the Machine in Prague with my buddy Mike, and uh, we were supposed to go to Indonesia for a surfing trip, and none of that happened. So now it's 2021, and we have some new travel dreams, and uh, I think they're going to be a little bit more modest, but uh, it was kind of fun doing this episode, trying to think realistically about what we might be able to do this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I looked and we did a, a kind of similar show in uh, episode 92 that was called Traveling in 2018 and the Year Ahead. We'll have a link to that on the show notes. And we sort of looked back at 2018 and the episodes that really resonated with us, but then named a few places we'd go in 2019. And on this one, we're going to really focus on places we'd really like to go. So again, within the countries we're in, if they remain safe enough to travel, some on like bordering countries should a bubble open up and then some regionally. But you know, the travel scene in, in Thailand in 2020 was, was not so bonkers. One year ago now, as you mentioned, you had come over. I remember we had some craft beers next to my pool. My family would be my parents from Canada. My wife had gone to Singapore for Chinese New Year, flew back January 26th, first time wearing a mask because it had just kind of started. So we thought we should wear one on the plane. And I've not left the country in over a year now. And what's funny is the 20 years previous to that, I had always left Thailand in less than three months. I'd never been in Thailand yeah. for longer than three months in 20 years. So been here, but that's actually been a good thing in that for a big part of the year, at least half of it, you could travel Thailand fairly easily and extensively. And I'll kind of mention some places I went to. But just before we get any further, Trevor and I do this show for the love of travel and for the love of sharing. And that costs money. So we'd really appreciate it if you could show us some financial love. And that's easy to do by going to patreon.com, search Talk Travel Asia. There's all kinds of sponsorship tiers from as little as a dollar a month up. And we do give patrons 
at least two extra little patron-only bonus things per month. And that could be a short little video, some photos. Sometimes Trevor and I have, you know, a quick eight, nine-minute conversation and post those. So do that and also be sure whatever platform you're listening to us on now, please give it a rating. Give it a nice rating. Give us a nice comment. That really, really helps us out. So Trevor, I mean, where did you get to in Cambodia in 2020? You weren't just locked up the whole time, were you? You got some good stuff in. Yeah, but you know what was interesting was that, again, like the year started kind of, uh, oh yeah, there's all these travel plans, so many things to do up in Angkor temples and then going to Bangkok and stuff. And then, uh, you know, once the, the lockdown, well, we didn't really have a, a lockdown here in Cambodia, which is weird. You know, we were one of the luckiest countries in the world, probably. Um, we have no deaths. We're the largest country in the world with no one dying from COVID. Um, but I, I sort of did a self-imposed shutdown for a few months. So like last year, February, March, April, I I was just, I started working on my novel. I started working on that game, the Angkor Temple game that I developed. I was working on all my passion projects and I didn't really go anywhere until May. And then in May, we went on that awesome motorbike trip up to Koh Kong and to Viel Vang up in the mountains, the Cardamom Mountains in Western Cambodia. That looked Cambodia. great. I was, it was torture looking at those photos that you would post. Yeah, it was amazing. And I was, I'm really glad that we did that trip just because it's pretty remote. And if I hadn't been unemployed at the time, I don't know that I ever would have made it up there just because like, you know, my job is to go to places that, that are much more like touristy, not all touristy, but where tourists will generally go, let's say. Right. And that part of Cambodia is like a place you'd only go on a motorcycle adventure, you know? And so I, I was really happy that we got up there and I, I really would love to go back. Otherwise, uh, you know, I actually didn't travel around Cambodia as much as I would have had I worked last year. Um, we went down to Camp Pot, uh, which is which is great. My buddy Mike's living down there now and we did some kite surfing and that was kind of fun. And uh, I made a bunch of trips to Siem Reap. I brought my mountain bike with me each time just because like uh, we're allowed to get six month uh, park passes to the Angkor Archaeological Park. And uh, yeah, and, and that's like, it is the star attraction of Cambodia, the temples. And, and I love them, right? So now, even now, like, you know, my friend Jake showed a photo of Prey Khan Temple yesterday with no people there. And it's still like amazing. Like to see these temples with no people is such a, is such an awesome experience that I, I really, I went a whole bunch of times. I think 30 sometimes maybe. I went to the temples last year. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then recently I did uh, five weeks down at the beach. And I think I've talked about that on one of our episodes, uh, our favorite beaches of Southeast Asia, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Lazy Which beach? beach. I went to lazy ah. beach on, on Korong San Lung. And nice. uh, yeah, again, like places like that, that are quiet now because there's really like no people. Like, I mean, Siem Reap, because it's such a touristy town, is, it was a little depressing with no people, but like the beach is beautiful. And then here in Phnom Penh, I've spent a lot of time in the city, obviously, and Phnom Penh isn't really a tourist destination. And uh, because we didn't have any COVID really running around, I mean, people wear masks, but like all the bars and restaurants and pretty much everything has still been open all year. So like life in Phnom Penh seems like, normal life you know like we had halloween parties we had fourth of july parties we had you know whatever cambodian festivals and events i mean not with the, the big crowds that we used to have before necessarily but still like fun nights out still normal life and uh, you know it, it, it has been really lucky to have spent this year this past year so 2020 was a great year for me it was really productive and i got to to enjoy cambodia sure and and not to make light of it but aside from the zombie apocalypse we're all living through 2020 has been a pretty awesome year for me on a, on a, 
a personal and a professional level, like developing myself, but yeah. I really got to travel a ton. So Bangkok and a lot of Thailand was sort of closed April, May. It was mostly takeout, food only. Most places couldn't sell booze. Things were quieter. But then sort of starting June, you could go around. So in July, I mean, I got laid off in May along with you and a lot of our colleagues, but I luckily had some savings and it freed up time. And I, I man, I did a ton of travel. So I went to mm. Thailand's northernmost province, uh, Chiang Rai, and cycled for eight days. I'd never done like a road trip like that. I've talked about that in the show. My wife and I went down to Gabi province in the far south for eight nights, four of them on Koh Lanta and four of them on Riley Bay. And even though it was rainy season, it was just so quiet. It was so nice. It was fantastic. Like... If I'd been working, we wouldn't have done that. So that was really neat to take advantage. I cycled from a kind of northern central city called Utaradit, heading east to Nongkai along the Lao border. That is one of the nicest trips I've ever done in all my time of Thailand. Like, wow. And again, I wouldn't have had six days to cycle to do that had I been working. No. My wife and I flew to the far east of Isan to Nakhon Panom drove north to a province called Bung Khan and went to Wat Putok, which has some really neat bridges and ladders all over it, mm. Wave Rock. Uh, we also went west of Bangkok to Kanchanaburi and visited a little old mining town called Pilok along the Myanmar border there, went north in Kanchanaburi to San Klaburi, which was awesome, did another five-day cycling trip from Pre in the north into Nan and back to Pre. My wife and I spent three weeks, went north to Pechabun and camped, the old capital Sukhothai, you and I have talked about that, uh, Shengdao for four nights, Chiang Mai. Then I did three days of downhill mountain biking in Chiang Mai. I cycled up Doi Intanon, the highest place. Any one of these, any one of these would be like a great vacation for anyone. I'm like, ooh, eight days cycling in Chiang Rai. Ooh, yeah. Like, they're all like amazing. And you have like 10 of them. Yeah, you make me feel bad that I didn't travel so much. And this happened in a, a quote unquote bad year from hell. So in that sense, I think we we both capitalized and we were lucky to be living places where that was possible. But actually a huge year in travel. So I think we're going to now look into 2021, right? So we've got still at least 10 months of the year ahead of us. And we're going to start with our own countries. Let's pretend borders don't open. We can only travel where we are. Trevor, where are some of the spots that you'd maybe try and get to? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, easy to please, I think. Uh, so if I had to stay around Cambodia, I mean, again, that's this what I got to do right now. So I want to get back up to Siem Reap and the Angkor temples while there's still no people there. I was thinking of going this month in February, just because it's still like the cool, dry season, you know, and like it's it's good weather to go because soon it's going to be so hot, like March and April here are just like brutal. It's so hot and dry that like I was hoping just to go back to the beach for a month um, and maybe just explore some of the other areas that, that I haven't seen. There's definitely still some beaches I haven't seen. So maybe that would be good for March. Um, but then it's the rainy season, you know, the summer is the green season in Cambodia and, uh, that's a great time to be at the temples too. So maybe I'll have to go back. I'll probably do a few trips to Siem Reap. I'm actually thinking of getting a place up there and splitting my time, um, between Siem Reap and, and Phnom Penh or elsewhere in Cambodia, just because, you know, when, when it comes to the green season, like it, it's, it's nicer to be in nature so there's more green you know but i'd also like to do a big loop around eastern cambodia again when i was working for exo i designed a, a program called the eastern cambodia explorer and uh, we did that twice but uh, now you can do a big loop through eastern cambodia from senmon aram up to uh, ban lung and then maybe i'll loop it around to siem reap this time but eastern cambodia has always been one of my favorite places and it was only starting to get on the tourist radar so it still really was never that crowded or busy or, or whatnot but uh you know just having the free time to do it i'd love to do eastern cambodia again uh otherwise you know i'm thinking like there's lots of little places here and there 
um, just north of Phnom Penh, I could do a bike ride up to uh, Phnom Basset. And they have like some really old random little temple there. And then there's this, this, this other temple that's kind of like a modern Buddhist temple, but looks like Angkor Wat and some of the Angkor temples there. So there's lots of little locations that I haven't been to in, let's say, like 10 years, maybe. Um, and I'd like to kind of just go revisit them. I was thinking about maybe buying a motorcycle because right now I do everything on my bicycle. But maybe I'll buy a bike and just start doing some explorations of Cambodia by bike uh, just because it. it I mean, Cambodia is really flat for the most part, but there's a lot of dirt roads and there's a lot of cool places to explore. So I think, uh, you know, maybe just uh, getting around on a bike would be a good thing to do this year. Yeah, you know, and these days, even if you buy like a decent 125cc, kind of what Westerners would call a scooter, I've now seen a lot of people with pretty inexpensive saddlebags that just literally like lay over the back seat and hang on the sides. So a bike like that, you can cover 150k in a day and stuff. So I think you could even head off on one of those and get up to like Kretzi and do some good exploring. So I like the idea of a little motorbike. Yeah, just take little provincial roads yeah, kind of and yeah. stuff, you know, just to stay up. I think yeah. that'd be great. How about you, Thailand? You, you almost went everywhere last year. Anywhere left for you to go? The thing is, it's a, it's a country with so many places to go. And yeah. the roads are pretty much high quality everywhere. And there's lots yeah. of lodging and lots of food. Like, I spoke to a friend that lives in Laos, and he said, those you just don't have that accessibility. Like, every no. town in Thailand will have somewhere sleepable, right? So places And are, good food, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Places that are on my radar, I won't get to all of them, obviously. But, you know, I've never spent some time in Khao Sok National Park in the far south. Mm. Um, so I'd really like to go to Khao Sok, spend a couple nights, like, on a floating room, right? on the water of the park, then go around um, to the jungle part of the park for a couple of days. And if I could head west from there to the coast, I'd really like to go to Gat Pratong, which we've talked about before. You've been there. Yeah, that's awesome. Then do kind of an island trip heading north to Gat Ra, back to Khao Payam where I went, and then a different Gat Chang, which is just north of Khao Payam. So, man, if I had two yeah. weeks, I'd love to do that. I'd also like to go back to a place I've been many times, and that's Pu Chi Fa, which is in the far east of Chiang Rai province. It's up on a summit that looks down into Laos and cycle what's called uh, Route 1148. So from Pu Chi Fa to Route 1148 into uh, Nan along the old smugglers route and then go to the northern part of Nan and cycle the border road uh, following parallel to Laos to Baoglua and back to Nan. I think that'd take five days. That'd be awesome. And then one I've never been to is the Rocket Festival in Yasotan. I want to go to that too. Have man. you ever that been to awesome. one? No, but I, it's been on my list of mm -hmm. things to do in Thailand for many, many years. And it just, we should put a video on the show notes of this one because it's crazy. Yeah. Bonkers. So in Isan, the northeastern chunk that kind of goes out like an elephant's here and borders Laos mostly and some of Cambodia, there's a number of towns like Roy Et has one, I think, Yasotan, a number of those provinces. But Yasotan is the most famous and people build like mega big homemade rockets and they also drink heavily, it seems, before they let them go. Yeah. And I think they and listen to like, rock and roll country music. It's a rock party, rockets, and booze. It looks awesome. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it has something to do with asking for rain for the coming rainy season to help with growing crops. Could be wrong, but I've never seen that. And that occurs between April and June. So I'd love to go. I also have never been to Pitakon, which is a big mask yeah. festival in Lili province in Dansai. So uh, Pitakon takes place over about three days between March or July. People wear these really kind of scary but homemade masks. Um, 
and it's all part of an event called Ban Luang, which is part of a Buddhist merit-making holiday, also known as Bun Pawet. It looks nuts, and I've never been to those. So those are, you know, really big ones in northeastern Thailand that 21 years they've eluded me. So that's kind of my list, Trevor. Yeah, Pita Kong, too. Yeah, I've never been to Loy. You went to Loy last year with Dan, didn't you? Uh, we did. We cycled starting from Uttaradit, which is kind of the last okay, yeah. northern Thailand province, and headed east through it which was incredible and then you hit the Lao border and we followed the Lao border heading south and then heading east for about 400 kilometers and half of that was along okay. the Mekong like it is absolutely stunning Loy, though. Yeah, I've always just wanted to go to Loy but but you know these festivals like the Pitakon looks like crazy it looks and it's so different from the rocket festival right but like I think that would be a great way to do explorations of Thailand is just following some of these festivals and going like a few days earlier so you can enjoy it before it gets crazy yeah or even like the Bung Phai Pianak mm. the, the Naga fireballs you know like I, I, I'd like to go check that out sure sometime. so those are cool I like your list thanks why don't we move on to the region and then this will be the crossover. So I guess I'm going to come to Thailand for the rocket festival with yeah. you if I can, but that might be a little too soon. So hopefully they do create a little bubble for us uh, so that we can travel around Southeast Asia sometime soon this year. So like that's our best likelihood of traveling beyond our borders this year, I think. Um, but, but I definitely need to come to Bangkok at the very least. I mean, just mentioning food a second ago. Yeah, I miss Thai food so much, like so much. I miss I miss Thai food more than you and all my other friends. <laughs> you know, of course, if I came to Bangkok, that's what I want to do is hang out with my peeps, but and eat Thai food with them. So like Bangkok would definitely be on the list. And if I could, you know, make a trip to, to the beach or to some other part of Thailand, that would be cool. But, you know, we... Uh, We've talked a bit about Laos lately, and like I haven't been to Laos in a long time. And uh, you know, we were looking at some Google Maps. We were talking to Nick Ray that that episode will be coming up here soon. And, La and Nick talked about this motorcycle trip that that he recommends in Laos, and like that would be really cool if we could manage to to put together something like that. You know, a little motorcycle trip together. Um, and Laos looks spectacularly beautiful. Otherwise, the top of my regional list is getting back to Indo to do that surf trip because uh, Mark and I were supposed to go to Lombok for a surfing and diving trip for Khmer New Year last April. And uh, I still have credit with AirAsia for that flight. So as soon as uh, Indonesia will let me in their country, I think I'm going to use that credit if I can and, and get down to Indo and do some surfing. Because I've been swimming pretty regularly all year trying to stay fit to get in the water. And like, uh, God, I need it. Where would you go surfing in Indonesia? Well, our trip was to go, we were going to fly onto Lombok and then there's like a Sangigi or Sangigi, Sangigi rights and lefts, like right on the the west coast uh, up near the Gili Islands, uh, surf there for, for a day. And then Mark wanted to learn to dive. So we were going to go to Trawangan and, and do like a dive trip there. But, you know, there's a little surf spot on the south side of that island and it's pretty sharp and shallow and not super consistent, but the wave looks pretty nice. And most of the people going to Gili Trawangan are going there to like party or dive. There's not a whole lot of surfers there, so that break doesn't get too crowded. Okay. And then we were going to go back to Lombok and somewhere on the south coast. And we, ha we hadn't planned it yet. We were going to keep that part of the trip open. But like, uh, you know, I was talking to this this old guy, Ronnie, who uh, I met down in Lazy Beach. He's a, a sailor who's based out of Hawaii for a long time and he surfed lots of Lombok and lots of Indo and just talking about it recently god you know like surfing's like a, a bit of an addiction huh and like if you can't get in the water for too long it's uh, it can make you a little loopy Trevor needs surf well regionally I'd 
love to go to tons of places in all the countries that border Thailand. But I've noticed inadvertently my list is pretty heavy on Cambodia. And I'd like to get to Batambang, Cambodia, which is in the western part. I've never been through there. And I mean, well, they you've do, never been to Batambang. No, and they it's have nice. that funky railway. And it's, I mean, yeah. one of the bigger cities. But I'd really like to see it. And the way I would like to travel, one of the ways, and I know it can be very uncomfortable, but is when the water's high on Tonlasap Lake is boat it back. You can boat between Batambang and, you know, fairly close to Siem Reap. Yeah, no, it's comfortable. We can get you a nice boat. It's, it's good to do. Yeah, I really want to do that. It's and then great trip. what's been on my list is I thought earlier in 2020 that, oh, you know what, we'll be going able to go to Cambodia this year. And first, as soon as you can, I'm going to go back to the temples of Angkor to visit them with no people. So that's very high on my list is when you travel regionally, I'm going to get there before the crowds return. Another one I've really wanted to do is I probably need a motorbike or maybe you could hire a, a, like a SUV and put your bike in the back, but it's follow the Mekong River north from Phnom Penh. So stop at a place mm. called Kratzi first. I see there's like a French colonial mm-hmm. hotel on a little island there, then head further north to Satung Treng and just sort of follow the river. And then if I could head uh, east from there, I would go to Ratanakiri, which you mentioned. And then mm-hmm. we always talk about it, head north uh, east from there to Virache National Park and spend a few days in there because it's just stuck remotely between Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. That would be great. Another one I would do that my wife and I were slotted to do in April 2020 was motorcycle northern Vietnam. Take the train either from the north back to Hanoi or vice versa. Have a pretty good-sized motorbike, like a 350 or so, and ride northeast to Bao Lac, Yen Min District, and Ha Kiang. Maybe over a week. Long weekend in Hoi An with my wife. She's never been. Have some of the old city on the beach. And you already mentioned it, but uh, I think the next episode up is uh, Traveling Lao with Nick Ray. And he mentioned a place called Vieng Sai in the northeastern part of Lao. Love to go there by motorbike. So yeah, I've got quite a list. And then there's places in Myanmar I'd love to go to. But you always kind of need two flights to get to any of the places there. And it really requires a longer trip. I'd love to get to the Chin State see some of the old uh, ruins up there, see the women that have tattoos on their faces. But Mm. I think that's a bit of a long trip for me to manage next year. But there's just so many places with any easy, you know, one, two hour flights. If the borders, if you could just cross a a neighboring Yeah, if we could only cross. I know it's like I got this opportunity here where I'm not working and and like we could be traveling. Like I should be out there doing something fun and crazy like every day while I can. But like we're kind of stuck in our own countries. And it's good to see you put a lot of Cambodia on there because like, yeah, I could go to Battambang now. I I should uh, get out there and explore a little bit more but certainly if we could go to laos together do a motorcycle trip together Mm. or like uh do some of this cambodia stuff together that'd be great so hopefully uh hopefully this year they let us cross borders and i hope you and i in the next let's say two years get to motorbike to Vieng Sai. What do you say? We do the loop. Yeah, we could definitely do that, I think. I mean, I'd totally be jazzed for that. Start from Long Prabang and, and, and drive up there. It'd be cool if we could do it all the way to Hanoi. I like that idea, too, because it looks like it's almost closer. Like Vieng Sai looks closer to Hanoi than it does to Long Prabang. But I think in four days, you could do quite a nice loop in Lao, like Nick mentioned, and you just get limestone mountains all through there. So that'd be a good one. Okay, now, Trevor, let's assume we've been vaccinated. Lots of other people have been vaccinated, because that's probably what's really going to open up international travel and that you can go further afield beyond neighboring borders this year where would you go yeah you know it's interesting because like i mean it's certainly possible this could happen but uh you know like i think we should be somewhat realistic in this one because you know i I was supposed to go to prague for that rage against the machine show last year i don't think i'm going to make it to prague this year uh if i can get a vaccine and if they can let me travel i'm going to hawaii obviously you know i miss my family i miss surf 
Um, I need some sandies, you know, so I'll surf every break in town if possible. I'd love to go in the summer. I love to go to Hawaii in the summer because uh, my parents live in town in Waikiki and the town side of Oahu like gets a good surf in the summer and I can jog from my parents' place to the board and some board shorts down to the beach and, and surf down there. If we're there in the winter, maybe do some outer island. My parents just came back from Maui. And uh, there's some really good spots uh, on that west coast of Maui that would be great in the winter. So, like, yeah, Hawaii is my number one. If I can get anywhere outside of the region, I'm, I'm definitely going home. I went to New York just before COVID, like two years ago almost. And, and I'm so happy I made that trip uh, to the mainland. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too greedy. Hawaii would be good. You know, I just finished writing that novel, right, which I'm going to share with you. And in my novel, uh, my character is going to travel to, like, Alaska, South Africa, uh, Australia, um, somewhere in the Amazon, and then India. And originally, I wanted to go to all of those destinations. I was going to try and scrap together like $10,000 and spend $2,000 on each of those five places and go for like two weeks to each one. So I guess like if if I'm really going to be greedy, that's where I would go. I would I would take those five trips uh, to uh, Alaska, South Africa, Australia, India, and, and, and Colombia or something like that. That would be awesome. That would wow. really help the book. Those are some big trips. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to be very measured about whether we'll be able to really travel internationally. Yeah. I was supposed to go back to Western Canada, to British Columbia, see my parents, uh, see my friends, do a, the West Coast Trail, a big hike on the West Coast of Vancouver Island. And, and that's where I'm hoping to get back. I'm hoping by August or September, I mean, if the vaccines work, if the vaccine rollout globally works and my parents are vaccinated and I'm able to get vaccinated and it, travel would have to be like no more than one night kind of quarantine on either side where you say maybe land in a country, get a quick test. Okay, you're negative. You can go back into Canada or back into Thailand. So, but I'm hoping by August or September, but I'm also not planning it too much in my head, but, but that is definitely where I would go back to my home country, Canada, see family, friends, spend some great time on the outdoors, hiking, mountain biking, etc. Regionally, I'd love to get back to Nepal, but you know what? I remember an episode last year with Tom Vader and he talked about Calcutta and then taking two trains, which takes close to a full day heading north up into mm, the mountains yeah. of Dharmasala and stuff. So if it was like not a far, far regional trip, I would be quite keen on that one. That sounded really, really interesting. Also, Okinawa in, you know, the far south of Japan is, I mean, we have lots of tropics here in Thailand, but I'd kind of like to see the tropic bit of Japan and they have very tropical islands far south. And then on the other end of that same country would be skiing in Hokkaido. I'd love to, you know, see Hokkaido and do some skiing. So yeah, yeah those would be all high on the list. Definitely not going to get them all in, but Western Canada, British Columbia is the number one on the list. And boy, I hope, I hope, I hope. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. If we can do all this, we have to come back and do this again uh, next uh, January and, and check in and see how well we did. Sure. So, you know, we, we were thinking about some stuff. I mean, we're all kind of stuck to a certain degree, some of us more than others. But I mean, what, what can we do to start traveling? We have a few ideas. And, you know, we understand that every country is really fluid and in flux at the moment. But think about spots you can visit in your own town, in your own city, like even within 30 minutes of where you live, you know, make a list, ask friends for neat little spots. It could be even just going for an ice cream at a cool little shop you've never been to in a country town, but like note them on a map and start sussing them out one by one. I even have done this before when I went back to my last city, Calgary, Canada and opened a lonely planet. 
for Calgary and see what they say people mm-hmm. should do, visitors. And you encounter things that you probably never thought of doing. So I think that's something people can do just to keep their brain traveling and, and still be traveling in some way without you know going too far. What about you? What else could people do? Yeah, I like that idea of exploring where you live, you know. I mean, even just like doing staycations, that's a great idea. Here in Phnom Penh, again, there's enough hotels in my neighborhood that there's enough hotel pools in my neighborhood that I tend to hang out and watch sunsets or go read my book or have lunch at a hotel pool near me. Um, I guess it's winter for a lot of you, but when, when the weather gets nicer, you know, it, it's hard to say. I mean, again, I, I think about people who are in the U S and because of COVID, it's like kind of hard to, to travel, but it's such a big country. I mean, can't you go camping somewhere or something? Like I would definitely like get my camp on if I lived yeah. uh, in a country. I know my buddy, Mike in, in the Czech Republic, he, uh, he, he did some camping this past year that looked pretty cool. So that's what I would do. I would suggest camping if, uh, if you're limited in your travel options in your area. Um, but otherwise just, uh, keep dreaming about travel, like trying to think about and plan trips, you know, especially maybe just in, in your region, like we're doing here, you know, like I, I, we, Scott and I like to travel to, to the countries in Southeast Asia, but like it, it kind of forces you to focus closer to home a bit. And, and I think that's cool because, uh, you know, you support, you know, think global act local kind of thing and you know, your, your local tourism industry uh, probably needs your help too you know and, and there's some good deals now i bet like once tourism starts to open up even just a, a little bit around your area or around our areas there's definitely going to be some great opportunities uh, for getting good deals i imagine yeah absolutely and i challenge everyone listening to you know have a bit of fun with this just like trevor and i did sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and just write down areas you'd go within 30 minutes of you and then say within you know an hour or two of where you're living and then maybe within your province or state and then you know neighboring and international like it was actually fun coming up with this list i had a lot of fun it made me think of places that people have told me about and just kind of gave my mind a bit of a mental little vacation trevor so (laughs) i challenge everyone to do it uh, on your own and post to our facebook page or send us a tweet at talktravelasia.com let us know what some of your spots would be we'd love to hear those from you remember also to help us keep this show going if you could lend some financial support via patreon.com then search talk travel asia you can sponsor us from as little as a dollar a month upwards patrons get patron only episodes some little short videos we give you a couple things a month to show you that we really appreciate you appreciating us so thanks so much for listening we'll be back in two weeks and trevor why don't you walk us out yeah thanks everybody for listening uh, if you like go to our website talktravelasia.com we'll have a google map there we'll have links to all the stuff we talked about including old episodes and cool fun things to do so go to the website like and follow us on social media and we'll see you back here in two weeks thanks for listening thanks for joining us on talk travel asia we look forward to sharing with you again soon hey scott do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom in Cambodia?